well, thank you for coming in. You're from Healthy Kids. Um, tell us what that is. Tell us in a nutshell first what Healthy Kids is. So, Kate, thank you for having us. Um, so, yes, my name is Paul Kiarville from Healthy Kids. We're a community interest company. We're a social enterprise. Um, and we deliver health and well-being, sports activities um, to over 100 schools um, throughout Northern Ireland. And we have a presence basically across all six counties. Um, and we work mainly in the primary school sector, um, taking PE, after school activities. Um, those health and wellbeing activities consist of covering the PE curriculum. And we do after schools. Um, any multitude of sports are involved. We also have an emotional wellbeing programme that focuses on resilience, uh, mindfulness. And we've pretty much um, established ourselves as a real partner um, to schools, especially this last number of years during a tough time um, that the pandemic has brought. And we have been able to provide a service to schools that's been very much in need. Um, our core purpose is to uh, enhance the well-being of every child that we come into contact with. And uh, there are a number of ways, as I've mentioned, that we try to go about that. Um, and thankfully, um, we started pretty much 2014. And here we are in 2022, and we have worked with tens of thousands of children at this stage. And um, our aim going forward is um, to continue to work with as many young people as possible. Those children now become um, into their teenage years. There's a Healthy Teens program, um, and some of them now are into adulthood. Some of them are now working for Healthy Kids, are now coaches with Healthy Kids. Um, so it's been a it's been an incredible journey to date, and it's something that has flown by. Um, but we're very much looking forward to what the future has to bring as well. It's, it seems like just such a huge organisation because you say you're all across Northern Ireland, tens of thousands of children. Why do the schools need you? Is that not what they should be doing? Yeah, and it's a, it's a question that I get asked all the time, but I just think it's it's a case of, you know, we can all remember when we were back at school and the teacher had done pretty much everything. They, they taught, you know, when I went from teaching all the main subjects, the main topics of numeracy, literacy, um, music, art, PE, they would have done everything. And I think for the most part, you know, teachers have been spread thin, um, especially this last few years through the pandemic, you know, and, and having to diversify and having to move online and just the pressures that are within schools at this minute in time are huge. And an outside of school agency like ourselves coming in, taking that pressure off, a safe pair of hands, we it's a very professional environment. The, the school scenario especially and we have really tried to up our game and um, that we fit in seamlessly and that we become I wouldn't say a part of the furniture in the school but certainly that the school are comfortable with us there and that we can actually help um, enhance the experience of the children and that they're glad to see us coming. What kind of activities do you do? So we're very much as far as schools are concerned we're very much there's an onus on us to be tied into the PE curriculum so the PE curriculum in primary school consists of games, fundamental movements, dance, gymnastics, athletics, uh, sports day preparation, we tie into all of that. So we have coaches who are qualified in each discipline. And as I said, we go in there with our lesson plans, we cover the curriculum, and it's very much a case of getting that covered. But as well as that, all of our coaches land into schools with a speaker, with a high octane dance list that the kids love. Um, you know whenever Healthy Kids is in your school, because the, I wouldn't say the walls are vibrating, but there's a great atmosphere. And as I said, what I would say at our coaches is they're very much treated like rock stars in the school because they're maybe going into the school for a day. It is this outside of school experience and the place is rocking. Our version of a good positive experience for children is that they're leaving that session with a red face and a smile and they've just gone through a really high intensity, fun and 
worthwhile experience with our with our coach. So do you think it gives them a positive sort of um, attitude to exercise and keeping fit and being healthy? Absolutely. Like that's the whole intention. We very much, we would go in as being non-sport specific, you know, even though we do have to tie in with the curriculum uh, and tick that box. We want to basically enthuse children that no matter what form of activity, what sport it is, that they're actually thinking to themselves, I would love to do that. So give them experience, give them a taste of something that whenever they leave those school gates, that they do go and join their local sports club. They do go to their local park run. They do go swimming, whatever it may be. We, we're, we're very keen just to give them an opportunity and give them a pathway. That's what Healthy Kids is all about. I feel a bit jealous, actually, because I went to primary school a very, very long time ago. And we had the same, or same teacher at one stage for three years and she never took us outside once. And, and smoked in the classroom. That's how long it was. That's how long ago. So not so healthy kids in those days. But I think if I had had that opportunity, I would have a completely different attitude to exercise now, whereas I see it as something that's really like, oh, because, you know, it wasn't it wasn't ever seen as something that was fun or, and actually excluded girls. It was boys at a football pitch and the girls were just kind of left to stand around at lunchtime. So it's, it, I'm really welcome this. I love the sound of this. Um, so how did this all get started? You said it started in 2014. How did it all come to life? Yeah, well, probably sort of the whole ethos of it came a few years before that. I sort of left St. Mary's University College in Belfast in 2010 and I actually took up a job as a coaching officer with a local sports club and it was to go and basically create a club school link between four primary schools in the area to the local club. And what happened there was I got into the schools and I realised like, there's a real need here. Like there's, as you rightly say, I was taking out maybe like a bag of footballs and the girls in the class were switching off to a point. You know, and all of a sudden I said, look, we, we need an all-inclusive programme here. You know, there was times when we would have put a bit of music on and you just seen the kids' eyes starting to light up. And it was very much a case of we need something here that attracts, involves all 30 kids in a class. Not that kids are going, I don't have my PE gear today. I don't want to take part. Um, and all of a sudden then it's grew from there. Our lessons are very much designed on an inclusive basis, making sure every child is involved of all abilities, um, of all ages. And from there, as I say, it's just the momentum has rocketed. Um, Healthy Kids officially was set up 2014. We started off with one school in Lurgan with 90 kids. And all of a sudden now there's 20,000 kids going through our program a week. And did you find it hard to grow or was it just something that was like a word of mouth and just mushroomed and people went, we need that, we need that, we need that? Yeah, to be fair, it was a multitude of things. You know, of course, we, we wanted a word of mouth. We wanted teachers speaking to teachers that seems to be the best way and um, we we presented at various forums you know and, and teachers sort of seminars and, and, and just to invite them to see what our program was about um, but yeah it's, it's just snowballed from there and um, probably one of the most difficult things we rely heavily on the quality of coaches and our staff and it's it's making sure that they're they're very much aware of our ethos and that they're up to scratch and that they're able to go into that school environment and making sure they're good to go and um, that's probably been sort of what we would call the bottleneck but no, there's there's a lot of good coaches out there. There's universities who are they're providing obviously a new cohort of um, sort of you know sports study students, teachers every year, and they're the guys we have our eye on at the minute. Um, and we're sitting there right now with around seventy coaches on our database who are covering all these schools on a weekly basis. And what would you say have been the sort of challenges as you went along? Um, because you know it, it it sounds very exciting, and you talk about it so excitedly whenever you say when the music's on, the kids are like this, and you know. But but obviously that that's huge, but that doesn't just happen that easily. There must have been kind of just challenges along the way. Absolutely, uh, you know, and with the numbers game, with it increasing, you know, the pressure almost increases as well. But 
I think the biggest thing we did was we brought in a support team to the coaches. So we brought in various heads and coordinators, you know, to try and make sure this is well timetabled out, it's well planned out. And um, we reacted a lot to um, feedback from schools as well. Um, and it was just a case of, right, let's take this on board here and let's make this work. So there's no doubt it, it hasn't been all plain sailing. There's no getting away from that. You know, we I have had calls from principals and they said, Paul, look, this this coach is doing you doing your brand harm here. So they are, you know, this our children are not really reacting well to them. And and to be honest, that's the beauty about the situation that I'm actually in and that the schools will let me know. I've had very, very few difficult conversations with people to say, this isn't really working out here. It's deep down they know themselves that it maybe is not for them. And that's why the people that we would have on board now, some of them are with us 10 years. And as I said, they've, they've found their calling. They're really, really good. They've lovely, passionate personalities. And they just endear themselves to the children. Do you know what I mean? So that's... um. That's me talking about how, yes, it hasn't been all plain sailing, but thankfully we are where we are now and there's good consistency there. Um, the schools know what they're getting in terms of service. It's professional. The coaches there, there's a support team in the background as well. And I think you know we have a lot of work to do, but we're looking mm-hmm. forward to the journey. Well, what keeps you going whenever you do feel stressed about it? Because anybody who is a business owner or is involved in um, something of this scale, there's an element of stress even when it's going well. What keeps you going? No doubt. Um, probably a multitude of things I'm lucky to have to fall back on. First of all, family-wise, like my wife works alongside me. So my wife was is a very experienced coach and sports woman herself. Um, very successful in that, in that right too. She works alongside and she, you know, she's on the ground delivering all the time. And she's always telling me the very positive stories and feedback from her schools to say, well, Paul, I know you're stressed out about what's happening there. But like... I, let me tell you about my day and how well Healthy Kids re- was received in this school and let me tell you about how well one of the other coaches was telling me about. So there's success stories, a multitude of them. There's a small percentage where we just have to get things right. My daughter as well, she's four, and the thought of her going into a Healthy Kids programme and getting to experience what we have seen from other children, it's amazing. And again, just I suppose it's that band of coaches too, coming through a journey of, with those coaches of maybe eight or ten years some of those guys are my best friends. Do you know what I mean? Again, some of the coaches I mentioned earlier who have been on the Healthy Kids program and seeing them now being adults, working with us full time, it's a great success story, you know, and it's enough to get anybody, I think, to nearly tug on the heartstrings a wee bit. And it's, you can li- literally see it. You can literally see it in the gym halls, on the pitches, at the summer camps. You know, you can see the joy from it all. And that's what keeps you going. You just need to keep a wee bottle of that with you. That's for whenever, <laughs> whenever you need a sip flask, of it. Mm-hmm. Of that, yeah. <laughs> so why do you operate this as a social enterprise model? I just think it lends itself. You know, as I say, our core purpose, it is what it is. We want to enhance the health and well-being of as many children as possible. And, you know, there's there's fantastic support out there for us. As a social enterprise, every council, the amount of funding bodies that are out there, they all want to get behind what healthy kids are doing. And from that end, it's brilliant to be able to go in and provide an offer to school principals, an offer to sports clubs and say, look, we can actually reduce the price of this to you because we have this bit of funding here in the background. So that's one side of it. Um, again, I want to see this grow as far as it can. Um, and what I would say is it's not possible, you know, let me rephrase that. I do want it to grow. But what I would say is, I just want to keep dividing the profits up and to allow it to grow, if you know what I mean. And there's probably a better way of putting that, but I just, any sort of surplus income that we've ever had, we've went and got extra coaches, we've went and got more schools, we've went and got more equipment. That's how this has snowballed here, pretty much. So 
we want to continue going down that line. And what do you think's next? Well, there's a wee bit of an exclusive here today. Okay, good. That's okay good, yep. So we've got obviously Healthy Kids NA and it's been happening. Next week, we cross borders over to ROA. We're heading to Donegal to do their Active Kids Week and a few schools up there. We're looking forward to it. So we're trying to knock down a few borders here and um, while we're at it. In August, this is the exclusive. So we're going to go to Portugal, to Alvor, to do a summer camp. Right. And we look forward to that with the contact that we have there. And then on the 22nd of August, we are going to New York City and we're doing our first summer camp in stateside. So we are. Wow. So we're looking forward to that. So um, put it like this, similar, you know, small camps and small scale um, sessions and um, programs started, you know, where we are in, in NI. Who knows what could spawn from from breaking down the borders and traveling down south and traveling into Europe and traveling into USA. So it's something, again. Healthy Kids Global. It's exciting. Why yeah. not? Why not? Why not exactly? Kids are kids. Everywhere they go, they need to be, you know, they need the the activity and they need, but they need to have a, a, a fun approach to it. Absolutely. Like there's no doubt yet, this is something that's easily carried. What we deliver, it really, really is. As long as you have the right person, they're going in with our plan in the background, our resources, you know, as you said, kids all over the world are the same. Um, so, you know, that's something there will take in very, very small steps because we want to get our own neck of the woods right first. And we're by far the finished product in NI. So as I say, we want to get it right here. I've been working very hard on that. But certainly we will be, I wouldn't say expansion on a massive scale, although it does sound global. We were taking small steps just to see how it works elsewhere. And fingers crossed, it's well received. We'll do a catch up in a few years and see. Before we'll probably that. be on Zoom. You'd be <laughs> in California way. or something. We'll give it a go anyway. <laughs> well, who do you hope would be listening to this that um, would hear hear your story and hear what you offer and want to get in touch with you? Who are you kind of waving at through this? Yeah, so obviously our, our core market, to be fair, would be school principals, school teachers, sports clubs, um, coaches who love to have us in to assist their staff, their volunteers, and to run their events for them. Um, that's a big one. Um, obviously funders, you know, we're doing great work. We have a huge reach and we can... we very often being seen as a vehicle for the delivery of a number of strong sort of aims and intentions around grants and things like that. So, you know, that's of course, you know, if we could if we could speak to to, to that to those particular organizations, it'd be great. Private uh, business as well. We have had great support um, from 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 that, that sector. Some of the big names in the country like Spar, Black Box, have all weighed in behind us and it's very positive for their corporate and social responsibility. It's it strikes a chord with their sustainable development goals and you know health and wellbeing for all. You know education, partnership for the goals, those types of things. You know we fit into every one of those, and it's something there that would you know would shine a strong light on any organisation or any business for that matter. Um, but yeah, that, those are the those are the types of people that we want to appeal to. But ultimately, anybody that has a child, any parent. You know, any care, any uncle, any auntie, any granny, any granda, bigger brother, bigger sister, healthy kids are, you know, hoping to work with your children at some point and wish to, I suppose, just enhance and make them feel a bit happier in themselves. I suppose if the school don't know about you, then they have a role to kind of say, hey, you don't have healthy kids here. And actually, this is what they do. So perfect. Who wouldn't want healthy kids in their school? Everybody wants them. Everybody needs them. We definitely need them. So how will people get in touch with you then if they want to contact yeah, you? Yeah, we're, we're very strong on socials, um, Facebook, Twitter, Insta, especially. Um, we have a very good website there with, you know, just leave a, an expression of interest on the website. 
you'll contact, it'll come straight through to me. And our whole intention is is to, to get back to people and, and to see what we can do. And whenever they're searching, they're searching for Healthy Kids, K-I-D-Z. Yes, it's all about the Z. K-I-D-Z. It's Healthy Kids N-I, is that the best thing to uh, Yeah, think? we'll just say Healthy Kids would normally, would invariably bring us mm-hmm. up as the most searched. Uh, so, well, but certainly, you know, Healthy Kids N-I, Healthy Kids Northern Ireland, absolutely. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Paul. Kate, thank you for your time. Good luck with your summer away. <laughs> Look forward to it. It's going to be busy. <laughs>